Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is a former boxer, now turned trainer in the DC community, Mr. Sean Johnson. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you for having me. Hey, it's it's an honor to have you. I met you. Um, one of my good friends, uh, Captain Branch, was having an event for the community. And I remember you coming there to speak. And I wanted to get you on a platform and on a podcast. So I'm honored that you took the time to do it. Oh, yes. How's your day going? Man, the day is going fantastic. Let's talk about like, so like I said, you you used to box, but now you are actually training the youth. So how did you get involved with that? Uh, what, what got me involved um, many years ago, 25 years ago, um, coming from the streets of D.C., I lived in a uh, project community called Eastgate. And I started training with a guy who took a uh, liking into me named uh, Vest. He, uh, and we're training with him in six months. It was like less than a year I qualified for the Olympics. And in that journey with making the Olympics, I had time to really talk to myself and realize I was on uh, – in camp with people like Floyd Mayweather, um, Antonio Tarver, Fernando Vargas, which to the date, all those guys are my personal friends. And what made me become a uh, coach is based on my travels and things I thought I'd never be able to do. You know, as a young African-American, I'm overseas in Thailand, Finland, on somebody else's dime. So through those travels, I realized, I say, listen, when I turned pro, it didn't go as, as planned based on a lot of things was changing. So I told myself through trial and error, I know what I would do to help the younger generation that put themselves in a position like me, uh, believing in themselves and wind up uh, reaching that ultimate goal. So again, now that I kind of saw what the pitfalls are, I said I will always reach back as a coach and basically try to um, show them the, the ways to go about it to be a little more successful than I was. Now, how old were you when you actually started boxing? Uh, I started boxing at the age of eight. Oh, wow. You started early. Yeah, I started early. And, and, and again, once again, and we can't leave that out, uh, started early. Um, I was known for my hands. Uh, back in those days, there were a number of beefs. Like when me and you met, you saw some of the um, mentors that worked firefighters. That were police was telling you how deadly the shootouts and stuff were was during those times. But I can travel through all those communities because everybody known me. Like they were saying, I was going to be the first one to make it out. So I basically got it passed in communities where some wasn't so fortunate to pass through. And that's another thing that brought me back to coaching the kids. And I like to work with uh, all different variety of kids so we can kind of bury the hatchet about this beef thing. If you're not from Simple City, you can't come through here. So that's another thing that uh, that's molding me to be the great coach that I am because I kind of know the pitfalls dealing with this community as far as traveling through territories and things like that. Now, how did, how did boxing help you improve as a man? 
you personally? The structure. The one thing I'm gonna tell you with boxing hands, like no other sport, like football, basketball. When you playing football, you have what teammates. Uh-huh. And you playing basketball, you have teammates in most of the other sport. With boxing, you cannot play boxing, not at all. You <laughs> cannot play boxing. There's no cheat sheet for boxing. Everything that deal with boxing, it relies on you putting in the work. And again, this what led me to the roads of helping these kids. When you put in the work, you accomplish so many things that that's so important to the younger generation. It teaches you structure. It teaches it teaches you not to depend on nobody, and it teaches you how to get along with others. It teaches you that uh, you may have to work with people that you may not be comfortable with, but you still have to be cordial. So that's why I nominate boxing as one of the ultimate sports, and not because I did it at a high level, because I was good at football, I was good at basketball, you know, I was good at baseball. I, I can do everything but swim. Hmm. What now, you mentioned earlier, like one of the first things you mentioned when you actually boxed for the Olympics and you mentioned the great fighters that you were around. Did you always felt like you belonged in their company? No, I'm, I'm a, and that's a great question. And uh, I have not been this, I ain't gonna say dishonest uh, again, because you know, back when I was coming up, they didn't have podcasts. When you be real with yourself, I was more amazed that I was around fighters that come from a boxing background and, and from tradition like the Mayweather's. I met Pernell and Pernell told me, I remind him of him when he was small, but I was more aggressive and was a, uh, what do you say? I was a little more vicious than him. So things like that mold, mold you. And, and, and me hearing that, that's how I knew being the coach, I will be able, if I can just save one, which I didn't save thousands, if I can just save one and make them have a different perspective on themselves, not just about the sport of boxing, but just about being a human being um, in the sport of boxing. Because, you know, I have friends from very diverse and different groups of people. Um, so and I uh, have a couple of friends to this day that we all say we always say we are blood brothers. You know, and they are not African-American. You know, so again, uh, the things boxing has taught me and the places it took me, I never thought I would be able to see. I noticed something that I, I definitely want to commend you on. No matter what the question is, you always get back to coaching. You get back to talking about the youth that you're helping. Where does that passion come from for you? The passion come from, the passion come from seeing so many people and I'm not going to use names, even though uh, 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 many of them has confided in me. They were saying, Coach Sean only, or Brother Sean, only if I applied myself the way I should have. And what that mean? Some of them were still uh, boxing, uh, but were still in the streets. Some of them, you know, just was doing things, and they was using boxing as a cover-up. But boxing got a funny way of molding people and getting, taking the best particles of them and creating a dynamic person of who they really are. You know what I mean? So if you're doing something on the side that's illegal, boxing got a funny way of pulling you saying, look, you don't need to do that. If you do this, 
you know, you can become this, you can become a millionaire, you can box and get money and go back to school and be, you know, if you wanted to get a degree or become a, uh, a doctor, boxing is one of the sports where you can be able to get in and out, you know, and, and do bigger things, follow other dreams, you know, and things of that nature. And at the end of the day, my passion for it is because I was a kid with no guidance. And I don't like to say no guidance, but I was a kid that was lost. And a lot of these kids out here are lost. Reason being, you know, uh, in the communities and, and what's going on now, a lot of times the parents got to work to make ends meet. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times if you coming from a working household, a lot of the times the parents not with you. So a lot of times the street raise you. Mm. Right. So when the streets raise you, if you're around a bunch of what we say in this quote, if you're around a bunch of wolves, then you're going to probably have a wolf mentality. But I was around a bunch of wolves that didn't teach me the negative side of being the wolf. They showed me the positive side. And that phrase go each each one teach one. I'm quite sure you heard of it. Mm -hmm. So in education, along with anything, you really can't do nothing without having common knowledge of what you're doing. Yeah. Because, you, because you're responsible, I want, well, let me not use the word responsible, but there's a lot of young men who, who interact with you, come through your gym. Do you ever feel like pressure to make sure that you're doing the right thing, setting the right example for these young men? All the time. Another great question. Um, for instance, I had a, a kid the other day and uh, I met his father through an AMC commissioner, Mr. Evan Allen, which is also a great friend of Jonathan Branch. Mm -hmm. Now, the father brought him to me. He tells me his son got too much time on his hands. And he interacting with the wrong people. So again, you know, I would notice after the gym, uh, he want to, you know, communicate with people of his age and things of that nature. But He's a, he was a little more mature than the guys that he was around. He just wanted to do something positive, and his friends would always tease and what we call joining on him about, man, you you too clean cut, man. Let's go hang out in front of the corner store, um, smoking cigarettes and things of that nature. So when he no longer wanted to do those things, and, and again, the way I train kids is all positive. And... With me, you can't box and be smoking cigarettes and hanging out in front of the liquor store drinking uh, uh, tequila or whatever the case may be. So boxing make you make responsible choices. And the reason we're losing a lot of our young people is because they are not making responsible choices. Mm. I have to ask you a tough question because let's be honest, mm -hmm. as much as we, as much as you help people, you're not going to save everybody. So Absolutely. What does it do to you personally when you see a kid that you know you tried to help, but it just didn't work and they went the wrong way? It, it tears a piece. It tears a piece of my heart. Where sometimes even my family members try to tell me, you know, that a lot of times they be right about certain kids when you see when you see certain kids interact or you uh, invite. Like if I invite you to the gym. And you can see certain kids that sneak out the gym or to try to do other things or their friends come to the gym. They got cold words. They trying to go steal cars or whatever the case may be. And all I can really do 
is basically tell them um, the pitfalls of where they're going to end up at. And yes, indeed, I, I, you never can save them all. But I always say, and I spoke to you, I'm going to die trying. Because you because you're actually boxing, um, because you're a boxing trainer, that's physically demanding. So do you still actually work out yourself to keep up with the kids? Uh I wish I could send you my run link. I have a uh, <laughs> link that we all run on the Dita app, right? If you uh -huh. go on the Dita app, you will see me on there. It starts every month. Every month we tell everybody, we don't tell you how far to run, but we're gonna see what you end up with. At the end of the month, last month I ran 105 miles. It's only like the 24th. I'm at 78 miles now. So I do no less than three, no more than 10 every day. Every day? Every day. If you'd like me to send you my link, I will. I ran oh. 10 miles yesterday in an hour and 13 minutes. And when God speaks to me, I don't get tired. When, when I know I lost a kid or when I'm concerned about a kid that's in my stable, I run and I pray. I don't pray um, the regular way like everybody else, you know, by the side of the bed or they get on their knees. I go run and I tell the Lord, the one to bless me to make it through my journey, you know, on my run safely. But also, Lord, I'm also asking you to help me with this kid. I'm struggling. I see he's taking the wrong road. And uh, I, I didn't use all my resources. If you can just touch him and help him. Uh, believe in me a little more than I'm showing them the right way to go. And I absolutely want nothing for it. You know, if I could just save one, it's like me putting pieces of my heart that was torn off back together. Wow. So it's, it's, it's safe to say that these runs are actually therapy sessions for you. Absolutely. They, 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 they definitely that. And it's crazy because uh, I'm fortunate to still have my mother. So me and my mother, we go out on Sunday and, and, and mother dates her now and then. And she'd be like, son, you getting older. I, and I, you know, may say something crazier. I'm like, you ain't going to tell me that lie. You know, so at the same time, she'd be like, but she see me when I come back because she don't live too far from me. I'd be drenched in sweat. So she'd be like, take it easy. I'd be like, I can't take it easy because if I don't apply pressure to save these kids, nobody else is going to. So I nominate myself for the task. And for those I can save, kudos. For those I can't, I can honestly pray to God and he know that I've done my best. Because you're working in the community and you're interacting with so many kids, you have to give a lot of yourself mentally and physically. We talked about the physical aspect, but what do you do mentally to keep yourself sharp, to keep yourself ready to be a service? Another good question. To keep myself sharp, yeah, child. It all it also stems from the kids. If I don't if I don't stay sharp and don't stay on the top of my game, I feel like it's nobody else trying to save them but me. So through God, I'm forced to stay sharp. Everything the kids do, I do an hour before they get there. I also hit the bag. I also jump the rope. There's several coaches that that that's around me that have their own organization. Uh, it's been told they kind of scared for me to get my own situation because I interact with so many kids. Everybody say, if the government bless you with your own gym, we coming with you, coach. So it's a lot of coaches that stand by me, but they really don't want me in that position. You know, and uh, a lot of them is not 
dedicated and no disrespect to nobody to the level I am. A lot of people is based on that revenue and the check that is bringing in. And I, I know that's a good thing, but one thing with me, the reason a lot of kids connect with me because they can tell this from the heart. A lot of times I use my own money, burn my own gas. I donate to other organizations. I don't even have my own because you may hear a kid that's good, but they're not raising enough money to send them to Florida. You understand? So mm -hmm. if that's not committed commitment, I don't know what it is. It's so tiring to, to give yourself. And, and clearly the work you do is not for money, it's for passion. Is there ever a time that you consider giving it up? I do it all the time. I, I, I have that conversation all the time because I have a lot of coaches that basically um, that, that, that retired and they didn't heard my name come across desks. Um, trying to, uh, I was trying to get employed with DPR, which um, I was one of the uh, one of the top people on the volunteer list. But when I didn't agree to train at a certain gym for five years uh, without getting paid, they had a problem. So they removed me off the volunteer list. They basically said, you know, if you don't do this for this amount of time, they was basically taking credit for the souls I was saving. But mm. they were saying due to their staff and technically because I was part of their staff, they was getting all the um, accolades, didn't have to come to work because they knew they had a, a dedicated volunteer that was coming in doing work for people that was getting checks and wasn't even coming. Mm. How frustrating is that? Because now you, because now you're doing all this work, and and it's it's in the in the politics of becoming involved. It, it, it's very frustrating. But guess what? When you believe, when you believe in in God, you know what I mean. I don't believe He's gonna put me on that path to get me hurt. Now, some people say, uh, you know, yeah, I understand there's revenue involved, but again, I didn't really get in it just to make money. But when I gave up everything to do this, then money becomes a factor at some point. Because sometimes I don't have enough money to buy certain equipment or certain treadmills or whatever the case may be. It's through the grace of God that other people come in like, look, we're going to donate this to you. Uh, so it's very frustrating. But again, I believe in God so much. I believe if I let the frustration get to me and I move, my blessing going to come. And he's going to say, well, I sent you a blessing, but you was gone. Mm. Man. How re how re what what gives you the most reward for what you do? What's the most rewarding about what you do? When I see a kid reach their highest level of not just boxing, but most of them boxing. When I see some of them uh don't really quit boxing, but they become firefighters, they become police, they become they go in the military, uh things like that. Um they become managers, supervisors at uh, big-time corporations. That's a plus to me because guess what? They haven't been removed through murder or being incarcerated. So it's a win-win for me either way. That's why I'm going to never stop. Where do you see yourself going next? Because, again, you, you're so involved in the community, you're so entrenched. So what are some future goals that you have in mind? The future goals I have in mind for myself is being acknowledged enforcing the, my peers, some of the same people that um, put the politics on me, when they have to uh, witness me getting awards of being coach of the year throughout um, the DMV, 
uh, or being able to say, to have one of the kids to turn around and say, uh, well, working with Coach Sean was the, the reason I was able to um, achieve my ultimate goal. You know, things of that nature. When they reach back and say, I want to thank Coach Sean because without him, I knew I was going to end up dead and locked up because I didn't have those kids say that to me at graduations. Um, they they sent off going to the military uh, over the parent called me and say he's coming back from boot camp and when he give his speech he dedicates some of the speech to me based upon the things that I showed him or her and taught them how to be a productive person right and they come back to the community and saying you know I thank coach Sean you know for doing x y and z because without him it was a strong possibility that I was going to be dead or locked up that right there means more than any money or check anybody ever give me do you actually train any professionals? I actually do. Okay. I actually do. And when, when me and you talk face to face because I got an announcement, I actually got a returning professional that who you like, and I think you're going to know, don't leak it out, but he just re, uh, didn't announce it to the public, but he's returning and named me the head coach. And he's a, a guy, I'm going to say this, that made millions. Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, okay. you'll talk more and then I give you the content one-on-one, -on -one, but I can't release it yet. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Um, do you ever, do you, this is a this is a question I really want to ask. Do you ever sit back and think about what your life would be like if you never boxed? Man, you awesome with this. I sure do, and it's actually scary. Mm. It's actually scary. Um, I do, and uh, you want the answer to that? You will. Oh, you know, I want the answer. <laughs> okay. Um, as you know, I didn't worked over 20 years, uh, Safeway, uh, Pepsi, you know, I, I did little, little jobs here and there, and um, I look at what I would be doing or what it would would I be doing without boxing I'm not saying it was going to be bad but boxing actually prepared me for every job I've been on boxing helped me with every situation I've been on in the streets it teach you patience it teach you how to um be assertive aggressive when you need to it show you how to have compassion empathy for others and it definitely shows you uh it, it gives you the tools you need when you're in the environment, when it takes teamwork or if you're doing something alone, boxing pretty much molds you to, to be able to deal with any and all of, all those things. Mm. I'm going to get you out of it. I'm going to get you out of here with this question. A lot of times we, we live our life, but we never get to fulfill our purpose that God intended for us. Do you feel like you're actually fulfilling your purpose? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand it at first because. I see dudes that I beat in the amateur. I seen dudes that's world champions, that's rich, filthy rich. Like, you know, I fought Floyd Mayweather and I look at, you know, he's a million, I mean, millionaire several times over. And here it is, I'm allowing um, politics to do certain things to me. Um, so yeah, it bothers me sometimes, but I understand that, that the most high put me right where I need to be. Maybe having millions at that particular time 
wasn't in the plan. But who's to say tomorrow I can sign the deal and be it can be the number one train on the East Coast. So all I'm gonna do is, is stay uh stay at it aggressively. Um, my main goal, which is going to keep me humble and grounded, is everything I do is going to be based upon these kids. Whether I make it or not, if I have to buy my own building and get a program for just at-risk kids, really all kids, but I target the ones mostly that need help the most. Hmm. Hey, listen, I want to say thank you for taking the time to do this because I know how busy you are and you spend a lot of time with the kids and you got your own thing going on. So I really want to take one say thank you for taking the time to do this and also i want to say thank you for being such an asset to the community because you truly are appreciated yeah I, I appreciate it brother and i appreciate you for bringing me on your platform because you could have had a lot of different people but uh you chose me and i deeply appreciate it and getting the word out there what i do and how you know we all need to step up and help these kids well before we go i don't you know you're not on social media correct yeah i'm on social media do you want to tell the people like how they can follow you or how they can like help you donate or anything? Um, no, not really at this time. Uh, I feel like if, if, if it's in God's will, they'll find me because I'm out here, you know, okay. I'm out here. Well, again, I want to thank you for taking the time to do this. Thank you for all the work you're doing. And I know you got some great things ahead and I wish you all the best. I appreciate it. And I want to take the time to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore Lamp. My Facebook is conversations with Lamp. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.